When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. On the Aggie Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, this is the Aggie Coaches Show with Coach Gary Anderson. Brought to you by America First Credit Union. Financial solutions for every need. Bryant Heating and Cooling. Whatever it takes. SC Needham Jewelers. Where Utah gets engaged. And by Wingers. They're freaking amazing. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerrard. Welcome on in. It's another edition of the Utah State Coaches Show. Gary Anderson right here at Wingers in Logan. Come on by right uh, in the uh, Cache Valley Mall. Love to have you out. Hang out with us tonight. All kinds of great stuff. All kinds of great specials. Get down here and uh, have some dinner and hang out with uh, Coach and I. We'll have David Woodward. Also, uh, Jalen Warren will join us coming up a little bit later on in the broadcast. But, Coach, uh, a lot to recap. Obviously, disappointing game. Disappointing finish against Wake Forest. Uh, you know, you've been doing this a while. You know the ups and downs of college football. You don't have a lot of time to get over a game like that. You don't have a lot of time to let it stew because it's on to the next one pretty quick. It is, but there's a lot to learn from. Um as a whole for the whole football game. I think both teams have a lot to learn from in that game. Yeah. It was, but it was a heck of a game to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it was just up and down and back and forth and crazy. But, you know, the, the key things for our kids, I talked to about them on Monday and reiterated to them again today, is the fact that we need to make sure that, uh, you know, we uh, – 
take the steps forward that we need to take. And I expect to see, you know, marketable improvement in the team on Saturday. And that's that's the bottom line. You got to continue to grow and develop and um, put that one in the rearview mirror. Don't forget about it. I always leave a little spot back there. You remember it and learn from it and move on. But it was a tough battle. It was a battle. The kids traveled well, did a nice job, all those things. But at the end of the day, we lost the game. And so we need to learn from it. And we need to continue to grow. And uh, they expected to win. They fought to win. They played to win. And, uh, you know, they made one more play than, than we did. And uh, we'll look to fix our issues that we had and try to uh, get better in those spots. A couple of uh, position groups I wanted to ask you about. First off, and you and I talked about this a little earlier in the week, offensive line, you're able to generate nearly 600 yards of offense, nearly 200 of that on the ground. Um, Jordan Love throws for over 400 yards. Uh, but, but there were moments they did get a little pressure, especially on that last drive. Give your overall evaluations from what you saw from that O-line. Well, I think you hit it on the head. There was, some, there was definitely some good spots, and um, there's no reason to be close to being, you know, satisfied and say that we played uh, great. But we did some good things with a young crew of the offensive linemen, and uh, they should be proud of themselves for that. But you know, at the end of the day, you have to finish the drill, and uh, we were we didn't get it finished on offense, and we didn't get it finished on defense. But I was really proud of the way those kids fought and battled. They weren't bothered by the moment; it yeah. wasn't too big for them. Um, again, they traveled well and they played their tails off, which was awesome to see. Um, so there was a lot of production there. And, you know, we, but that, the, both sides, there's, in a game like that, there's, there's 30, 40 plays you look back and say, hey, we make that one, we win. Same for Wake Forest. I yeah. mean, they just made the last one. You know, and it didn't seem like there were, and, and maybe you, you can correct me on this one, but it didn't seem like there was a ton of, at least from the outside perspective, unforced errors, a lot of the false starts. And sometimes you see that with an offensive line that's new. Yeah, it was, it was good to see that. And um, I think our substitutions was pretty good as a football team as a whole. The offensive line was good in that area. Our defensive substitutions were reasonably well, especially with the injuries that we got in that spot. Some kids hopped in into positions and played, and um, that was good to see. Gary Anderson, Coach's Show, coming up a little bit later on. If you've got questions, uh, you can talk to the coach as well. But for the most part, I thought, and you mentioned this too, the team traveled well. It's not an easy not an easy flight. It's a long one. You're going cross-country. It didn't seem like there were a lot of issues that could come from that that, that evolved during the course of the game. No, there was none. Um, you know, hydration was good. Obviously, we didn't have cramping issues. Um, I thought they, uh, you know, they, they ate well, but how they got to eat like a professional student athlete in those settings because you don't know what you're walking into on the road. And you know, the food was good. The hotel was good. Uh, so all that was a, a big positive. And that's a, it's nice to get underneath your belt at the end of the day. But, you know, we just at the end of the day, it's just we, we need to go yeah. get, get one of those games. And it's been you know, 48 years is a long time. We need to, we need to go find a way to get one of those roads, those big wins against the Power 5 team on the road. And um, we had another opportunity. We didn't get it done. But we will learn from it and we'll we'll get better but they they did a nice job of travel i'm proud of the kids on the way back the plane ride was what it was supposed to be on the way back it wasn't real fun um those plane ride backs are miserable they're awful um and they should be miserable and awful and that's the way it was you uh on some bright spots you had some transfer players that really played well we're going to talk to jalen warren young man from east high school and uh, snow college had a tremendous night uh coc mariner absolutely played incredibly well uh, nick henninger played well caleb rep played well uh these new additions really showed up for you they did um and you know the way college football is right now it needs to be a way that you recruit um it's a it's a very valuable tool as soon as long as you can find the right man to fit but i was really proud of the way all those kids play um you know and, and riley's going to get his shot and yeah. then my bet that he hops in there and does a heck of a job also so it's awesome to see those kids come in coc to you know have have some success and 
big smile on his face, makes some big-time plays, and you know now everybody knows he's out there and he's going to make those plays he expects himself to. And Nick was solid, like you said. Caleb was good. Jalen had a tremendous game. and So, you know, they did it once. So now the expectations are they do it again. Keep doing it again. <laughs> yeah. And be better. Good job. Now I need 11 more out of you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, did CLC come over to you and tell you that he had tapped the toe? Um, no. I, I honestly, I thought, I just saw it flash when yeah. I was in the end zone. And, you know, on the headsets, there's a bunch of conversations. Was he in? Was he not in? And uh, I was just worried they are going to call the next play. And eventually I said, look, the official, I said, are they going to look at it? And, of course, they always say, well, they look at every score, right? And yeah. that's the typical answer. So I said, well, I want a timeout before they snap it if they do that. Unfortunately, you know, we got into a position to, to get the timeout and call timeout, but then they came back and gave us our timeout back when they, then they said they were going to review it. But, uh, yeah, that was, it was a bang, bang. And, uh, you know, it's sometimes the gut feelings and the gut calls yeah. work out. Sometimes they don't. Uh, you don't see a lot of 24 tackle performances, but you got that out of David Woodward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, amazing amazing player you know yeah. and, and we we try to do as much as we can to give him opportunities to make those plays uh, but you still have to make them and and he makes a lot of plays where uh, a normal linebacker wouldn't be yeah. quite quite frankly you know just at such a, a good tackler and such great instincts and plays within the defensive scheme but uh, you know takes those chances when he needs to and the chances pay off for him and he's a he's a tremendous competitor uh, very tough-minded and he's just so sure about himself out on the football field and, and when he gets his hands on you it's I haven't seen him miss a tackle yet so hopefully that continues but great game out of him off he got the national recognition and that is awesome for that young man you know there was a moment too that that uh, the quarterback got past him for a second and he chased him down and knocked the ball loose for yeah. the first turnover it's yeah. like just you know yeah. some guys are great football players but then some guys are great football players and just don't give up yeah and that seems to be this young man yeah he plays with great effort and keep in mind he's not in the best shape of his life right now either he has missed some time during camp and had to get himself back so he'll continue to get uh, now I would say he's back to pretty much game shape after another week of getting himself uh, fully practiced and and ready to go but he he's a playmaker it's a shame they took the one away from him I mean that was that was a great play it was a strip sack touchdown and you know whatever um the call at the end of the day but that was a that was a tremendous play maybe that one would have been good enough to make you be the mountain west player of the week as long as the national player of the week also national but not okay we, we don't need to get ourselves yeah. into trouble exactly. i wasn't going to ask you about the uh, penalty discrepancy either but uh, it's probably yeah. for the best yeah it's a, eight well i can't whatever got, they, yeah. they got one late and i know exactly it. what it was yeah um how about the other linebacker spot how do, how do you evaluate uh kevin, kevin. and uh yeah. And, and the rest of the crew there. It was good to see Kevin get in action and uh, you know have some success, make some plays. I thought he was very solid. He's a very good communicator. Um, and he's kind of taken on that communication spot within the defense. Um, with Woody's absence in, in camp, it gave him the opportunity to be able to do that. And he's kind of taken that spot over. And, you know, he has solidified himself as a, as a good linebacker. It was great to see him make a couple plays. Some TFLs had a, you know, had a, a bunch of tackles in there throughout the day. And just to hang in there with the toughness of that game was big yeah. for the defensive front uh, as a whole defensive line and the linebackers because that was a big, strong, physical front with a heck of a running back. And, you know, it's an abnormal scheme. It's almost they turn every, game, every, every run into a rugby scrum and look for somebody to pop out so you have to hang in those gaps for so long so it was a big physical game for for the kids in the front seven i thought kevin handled it well 
Carney looked like a uh, fullback from Air Force. Yeah, he's, right? he's just a big, yeah. bruising yeah. son of a gun. Uh, but you you slowed down the running game in the second half. Did Justin make some adjustments there, or how did that come about? Just, Justin did. You know, when we had the, the core, we made some adjustments early, early in the game. With uh, you know, We knew the receivers were big and physical on paper. Obviously, we'd never seen them, and we watched them on film, and they looked big and physical. Playing in the ACC, it's a little bit skews. The corners are probably, you know, big most of those weeks but when i saw him pregame i was like holy cow i mean these guys are yeah, you saw them those, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are, those are great looking guys and not just tall but they're physical um and we had trouble covering them at the end of the day and so justin did a nice job adjusting we played some more zone and he adjusted his scheme and, and did some things which was a positive um in the run game we just you know early we just popped out of a couple blocks you know safety popped out of the blocks one time and if he just stays in his gap the, the big one that they got down there we got out of that drive that was a, a good thing but uh, there was another one they popped it after that we really shut them down and to have those goal line stands um, and those fourth down stands was gigantic in that game and it should really give the defense some confidence but I thought Justin did a nice job of adjusting and then adjusting again when all of a sudden we lost three corners and you know we're gonna you always need to be prepared to do that because no one's going to look at you and say oh what was me and you know adjust get your kids on the field and play football Um, I guess overall health um, it's it's always a battle during the course of a college football season, but uh, where, where do you stand right now? Um, you know, defensively, we, we've taken some shots, uh, and that's, uh, that's a tough thing for us. You know, it looks like, uh, you know, potentially we've lost Fool for the year, which is hard. Um, that kid has trained so hard. He's done so much, and he's worked his tail off to get him to a position to go. The corners, we'll see where it goes. But, uh, yeah. you know, again, it's, it's an opportunity. Cam Lampkin, you know, we moved him with a week left in camp and said, Cam, we need some help here at corner because our numbers are extremely low. He came over and, you know, all of a sudden <laughs> – Go Cam! I thought, he, I thought he battled. Played well. Yeah, he played well, and he'll he'll start this week. He'll come in, and he's a starter at the corner position. And you know, we obviously recruited him as a wide receiver, but uh, he's jumped in head first, and he's he's starting right there. And did he have any high school experience? He at all, did. Or? Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah, he played some. He played some DB in high school, and you know, his mom's coming to watch him play, so he'll have a little more excitement about that. But uh, it's just an example of an opportunity for a young man to step yeah. up and a true freshman to get into the moment, be able to handle it. It was impressive for a number of those young kids to play, and you know, you. you you, you want to you stay everybody healthy, but we all know that's going not going to happen throughout the season. It's probably a message for a lot of your guys at any position on the team is, hey, you got to be ready at any given moment. Shared that with them many times. You know, and it's, a, it's kind of to- coach talk to say that. We always say yeah. that, hey, your number could be next. You're about to be one play away. But we really realize that um, at really at three positions um, really quickly if when our, when our three corners went down. Uh, overall, from a standpoint of – well, let's talk about Jordan a little bit. Jordan had a tremendous game, you know, three touchdowns, 400 yards, had the three interceptions. Um, probably nobody's harder on him than he is. Do you do you need to chat with him, or is it a guy that he, he knows what he needs to do to get better and, and improve from there? You know, I think when you look at the, the successes that you have and then you look at the negative things that happen to you as an individual player or as an offense or a defense, the key thing is – it's all of us. It's yep. not Jordan. It's not Jalen that had a great game. It's not. It's not Woody who had 25 tackles. It's all of us together. And so when something bad goes wrong, we can't just point the finger this and that. There was a lot of things that went into the interceptions. There was a whole heck of a lot of great things that Jordan did in those. Now, would he be hard on himself? Absolutely, yes. Do I need a conversation with him in any way, shape, or form? No. I, you know, I looked at him and I said, you good? And on Monday, and he's like, Coach, can't wait till Saturday. He can't wait till Saturday, and you know he uh, he'll deal with adversity extremely well. And um, you know those just a 
Does he want to throw picks? No. Is he going to throw some picks at some point? Unfortunately, yes. And we all have to try to help ourselves as a team get better in those settings, not look and say, well, one young man made a mistake here. Gary Anderson, it's the uh, Utah State Coaches Show. We're live here at Wingers. Hey, uh, make sure to uh, keep an eye. we got some great things coming down from USU Credit Union, Aggie card holders, uh, and Wingers. So keep an eye on some things coming out here in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, next week, uh, Utah State will be on a buy. We'll talk to Coach, get his thoughts on uh, the placement of buys and if this one's beneficial or not. But remember, there will be no Coaches Show next week due to that bye week. Our next Coaches Show will be actually September 19th at 6 o'clock. Coming up next, we'll talk to Jalen Warren and David Woodward, talk about their big performances on Friday. It's all straight ahead. You're listening to Aggie Football on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. You're listening to the Gary Anderson Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Again, keep an eye out. All kinds of good stuff coming up with Wingers and USU Credit Union, Aggie card holders, all brought to you by the Utah State University Credit Union and Wingers. All right, a couple young men who had some big days uh, at Wake Forest, Jalen Warren, as well as David Woodward, kind enough to join the program. Gary Anderson still hanging out with us. But, uh, David, let's start with you. 24 tackles in a game. Um, the uh, I know you had to hop on a on a plane real quick. I'm sure you I'm sure you would have rather gotten in an ice bath after a game like that. You you were after pretty good. Talk a little bit about that game and and what was working for you. Um yeah, I was definitely a little sore after the game. <laughs> My arms are still a little bruised up from it. But um, yeah, I think uh, our D line did a great job that game of clogging up the holes, all the inside holes. So uh, it was easy for me to float over the top and get a lot of tackles in. Um, yeah, I think they just did a great job and. Uh, just let me have a lot of space to run. So, and a lot of that's due to the uh, the big guys up front too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially our D tackles, they take up multiple blocks every single play, and uh, just makes it so that I can just run wherever I need to go and be untouched. So, uh, Jalen Warren, kind enough to join us, East High School, also Snow College. Uh, how much fun was it for you to get out there and play at the uh, at the FBS level? I mean, it was, you know, it was pretty fun uh, up until, you know, the ending. Uh, you know, I don't really have much to say, but uh, it, was a, it was a great experience. Like, he I, usually talks a lot, so don't let him kid yeah, you. Yeah, nah. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great experience. I'm going to leave it at that. Do you, uh, you have a chip on your shoulder? We, you know, because it seems like there were, there were moments in your life where maybe some schools overlooked you a little bit. I I would say I definitely do. Um, I you know they had their reasons. I put my focus on to the ones who believed in me, and I made sure I didn't let them down. Coach, what was it like recruiting this young man? A lot like that. Um, yeah, I've said it before. When when Brandon Maddich tells me a guy's a player, I I listen. Um, and then getting to know him, getting to know his family um, through the recruiting process was awesome. And it's just crazy. You know, you go through the process and all of a sudden you recruit him, you put in the work and help him get where he needs to be and make sure we're focused on the academic side of things, making sure we're, you know, 
getting up to that math class at 7 o'clock in the morning and Ephraim or wherever we had to be to get it done to get him where he needed to go. Uh, and then all of a sudden, a lot of people start liking him in recruiting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was awesome. And his papa was awesome about that, too. His dad was like, uh, no, Jalen knows what he wants. And Jalen knew what he wanted at that point and shut everybody out, didn't listen to anybody else. And, uh, you know, obviously, in my opinion, he made the right decision to be here with us. He's a great kid, tremendous worker, just has put his head down and, you know, just grind ever since he's been here. And uh, he's changed his body. Uh, you know, he cut out the, uh, you know, macaroni salad and uh, went with the green salad. So that's helped him a little bit. But tremendous kid, tremendous family. Expect great things from him to continue forward. And he deserves every bit of um, the positive things that are going on in his life. You know, and, and it all started at East because I know Coach Maddich doesn't put up with a lot. And, uh, and, and, and you've got to – if you come out of that program and you put up yards and you put up production, you're a really good player because that's, that's a real competitive program to come out of there. I'm sorry, that's my bad. That's a bad question on me. <laughs> oh, I need to do a better job. There. So what's it like playing at East High School with Coach Maddich? That's my fault. Well, I mean, it was good. Uh, he taught me a lot, you know, what I know. Uh, I always look at it, you know, I've always had a great old line you know, up until now. So I always got to give my credit to them and just blessed to have players that reciprocate the energy I give out. So, uh, you know, there are a lot of question marks about this offensive line. Give me your evaluation because it seemed like they were opening up some holes for you. Oh, yeah, they were. I mean, they're huge. And if I would have missed them, then I would have questioned my game. Uh, There's no way you could miss them. And I always let them know they did a tremendous job, whether we got – you know, we scored or not, they're still doing the job, working hard, and I just let them know every time. So, David, let's get back to you on the defensive side. Uh, at first, Wake Forest seemed like they were getting some runs on you a little bit, but then you guys reeled them in quite a bit uh, as far as the run game goes. What was it? Uh, what, what were you able to do in the uh, throughout the course of the game to slow down that running attack of theirs? I think it was just getting used to their style. They uh, like to be really patient uh, with their running backs and even their own line. So they don't try to get upfield and get on you. So we just had to learn to be patient and stay in our gaps and not try to do too much. It seemed like you guys handled the travel. I mean, that's not an easy trip to make, but it seems like you handled it well. Did you feel, well, you know, as a leader on this team, did you feel like you guys had your business in order as far as that went? Yeah, I think um, the coaches did a great job of matching all the older guys who have been experienced in traveling before with the younger guys. So every new guy who hasn't had that experience was matched with someone who yeah. has been through it before and could help them through the I, process. I know you don't enjoy being a vocal leader, you know, and, or that's not something that, that uh, you know, you're not a big rah-rah vocal guy. You, you prefer letting your, your play or your, your words out on the field, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like to motivate people through my play, and uh, I think when I make big plays, that just motivates everyone else to try to make big plays too. That was a touchdown, right? Uh, it Not was right. a touchdown, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Ag- Agreed. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, Coach, uh, your perspective. You coached a lot of great defensive players uh, in your run as, as coaching all over the country. This guy's got to be right up there, correct? Yeah, he absolutely is. And, you know, this coaching when you have uh, an elite player like David is, is uh, – you know, don't take too much credit as a yeah. coach. That's the key. Yeah. You know, thank mom and dad. <clears throat> and, 
his work ethic, his toughness, his his care factor to be a great player. And I, and I but I do say this: I think he's had a really nice relationship with Coach Enna, and he's adjusted to Coach Enna's style, um, which is a positive. You know, it was uh, it's 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 very much in a teaching environment, but it's a fast teaching, aggressive a teaching environment. And um, Woody will continue to grow and develop. And I saw that last year with those two boys at uh, at Utah, and it'll pay dividends for him as he continues to grow and moves himself into this level. In my opinion, the next level but uh, the credit again it goes to him um, he puts in the time he studies he makes everybody around him better in January all the way through the whole year whether it's on the field or off the field and that's why he's a captain David I remember you and I talking a little bit before the bowl game down in Albuquerque and uh, coach Anderson had already been introduced as head coach but you had not taken an active role with the team until after the bowl game and 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 I would known Coach Anderson for a while and, and known the style of defense, and I told you this will be a, a really good fit. Do you yeah. feel like this has been a good fit for you and, yeah. and your skill set? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, it's more gaps in uh, having more of a job, which I kind of like that. Um, and you're able to shoot your gaps and make a little more plays, I think, um, getting in the backfield and getting more TFLs. Jalen, uh, from your perspective, you had a big week in week number one. How do you need to? What do you need to do to make sure you build on that, and continue that that uh, high level production? Um, you know, the coaches talk about it all the time. Whether you do good or bad, it's always something you can improve on. I just take that to heart. Um, there's a million things I could have done better in that game, in my opinion. Just learn from them and improve. What's the uh, – because you've got great running backs, yourself, uh, Bright, uh, Burt. I mean, you've got a great stable of running backs there. What's it like being a part of a, of a running back room that has that kind of talent in it? Uh, motivating, I would say. Like, um, I mean, g said this before. Um, there's times to be selfish, but it's really rare in that room. Um, nobody's trying to put others down. Everybody was trying to build up on each other. And – you know, seeing my, I look at my brothers, seeing my brothers uh, do good, it motivates me to do better. And I always ask them for, like, you know, tips. And I always try to get some advice from them, what I could do better myself. You know, it just goes around the room. How appealing was it? And I don't know if you went back and looked at the history, but there's some guys that have been in the NFL that are still playing in the NFL that Coach Anderson coached at running back, uh, whether here or whether at, at, uh, at Wisconsin. How much of that was appealing to you when you decided to come to Utah State? Uh, I mean, it was appealing. You know, uh, I, yeah, that's cool to know, but I like to focus on the now. You know, um, I like to help my team now. And... Uh, just do what I can and the future will play out. So what was it about this university that said that's where I want to go play school or play play football at? Um, the way Coach A was like, you know, that first phone call, I can feel the love and like his demeanor and I just knew like after that phone call this was the place to be. Really? So you knew pretty quick that this is where you wanted to go? Yeah. I've, I've talked to many and I never got the feeling I did when I got off the phone with him. So when Utah State, as Coach Anderson said, Utah State says, hey, we want you to come here. And then all of a sudden the floodgates open and everybody wanted you to come. Yeah. Um, but, but loyalty was important to you. You wanted to say it was. Loyal. It was. Like once I committed, I was committed. Um, there were a few schools that asked me about, oh, um, are you committed? I'm like, yeah. I'm, my You're committed, so, but are you committed? Committed. Yeah. yeah. My recruiting is over. I'm going to Utah State. 
Uh, Coach, you ever notice that where you offer a guy, then all of a sudden a bunch of other schools say, well, if Utah State offered, then he must be pretty good. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of that. And it's, uh, <clears throat> it's a credit to the recruiting guys, position coaches, and, and we'll continue to be in those fights. You know, we don't, we don't mind getting in those fights. We don't mind recruiting against anybody. And just if we have a kid that wants to be with us or maybe wants to commit or does commit, uh, we're expecting a, a gigantic commitment this weekend. Um, you know, a national recruit, and he says he wants to be in Logan. Well, if he does, it's not going to be, um, it's not going to be over uh, at that point. More people are going to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming, and um, that's just a, it's a, you know, it's the whole thing. When a kid comes here and he sees us in the summertime, he spends time with us, and he understands who we're about, and he's around these guys. I don't care who's recruiting him. I promise you, it's hard for him to say no. You know, some kids just want to go wherever they want to go. I get that, or yeah. they have to play here. Or they have, to, and they get wowed by whatever it may be. Um, that's over the top stuff that doesn't matter at the end of the day. But uh, these kids are a big part of why, you know, uh, people come here and play. And I think we have a staff that's genuine that cares about uh, kids. And I hope these guys will say, regardless of how good we do in football, that they know that I care a lot more about them off the field than I do on the field. And I want them to win every game, absolutely, and have great success and play in the NFL, every one of them. But um, as long as they're saying that to the kids that we're recruiting, then they have a chance to fit in our program. Well, we do want to get you get to know you a little bit more, not just as athletes, but as student athletes. So, David, I'll start with you. I know you want to play football for a long, long time. However, what's your major? What do you hope to, to do when you uh, hang up the cleat someday? Um, my major is business marketing and uh – I'm really not sure what I want to do with that, but I know I want to do something with business and uh, in that type of field. Jalen, how about you? Business management. I want to own a. Uh, I want to own a restaurant one day and have all my family working with each other. Uh, so uh, a lot of macaroni salad or like what? 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 It's going to be a very healthy place. <laughs> okay, it's going to be very healthy. <laughs> I want to see that. I can't wait. <laughs> Well, sounds good, gentlemen. Thanks for coming by. Uh, good luck the rest of the way. We appreciate you stopping by. Thank you. Thank you. David Woodward, Jalen Warren right here on the Aggie Sports Network. Coming up next is your, turn, your chance to ask questions for Coach. It's all straight ahead on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. All right, welcome on back. You're listening to the Gary Anderson Coaches Show on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Again, reminder, no Coaches Show next week as Utah State will have a bye week. Next one will be on September 19th. You know, I ask this question every now and then uh, in terms of bye weeks and is it coming at a good time? And a lot of times coaches say, well, you know, we can't do anything about it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But it, is this – I know you get two of them this year. Uh, is this a decent time considering some of the uh, issues at Wake Forest or does it not, it doesn't really matter that much? I'll turn your mic up here a little bit there. <laughs> Hello. There, there we Hello. go. There we go. Um, yeah, like you said, they, they, they fall where they fall, so you're going to make the best of it. And we've, we've kind of prepared camp for an early buy. Okay. Um, and we prepared the first two weeks, two weeks of the season for an early buy, so it's perfect for us because we knew it was coming. Um, we'll take advantage of it. It'll be great for the recruiting in-state. We'll be able to really get after in-state the, the, that next week of the bye week. Kids will go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They'll lift Friday morning. Um, coaches will hit right in the state of Utah. We got one or two coaches just going out of state, but for the most part, we're going to stay in state. And with the low number of kids we have to recruit for this class coming up, we'll be hitting the 2021 kids in state hard. 
Um, I know you have to be somewhat coy about it, but do you like the group in Utah right now? Is this a, is this good good next couple of classes that are available? It is, you know, and we'll we'll be in a spot to where uh, last year was obviously we thought it was fantastic because we pushed a lot of kids forward through those numbers. Um, but I think you, it's a good year this year. I'm excited to get out there and I'll be able to go see a few of those kids play this week. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of kids this year in state that we wish we had a number for but that we're not going to but yeah. you know we knew that when we took those kids last year and we were they were good players and we wanted them so uh we'll take the ones we can get hopefully we can get a couple three missionary kits um you know to keep going through the process with this and uh, get a couple in-state kids to tell us that that's what they want to do and um but it is a good it's a good crop this year and i think it's a, a good crop next year and, and there will be in utah there's gonna be four or five kids that just pop up that we don't know yet those yeah, three sport yeah. guys that all of a sudden they've blossomed they've grown up and away they go that so you know we'll end up liking a lot jackson owens is a perfect example last year i mean that that kid is just look at him. I yeah. mean, he's, it's unbelievable that, uh, you know, that kid is in the position where he is and we were able to jump in there and really be the only people that offered him. He, he's not going to be a good player. He's going to be, I think, a, a, a great offensive lineman at Utah State. I remember uh, – and, and you like multi-sport guys, right? Love them. Yeah. Yeah, it's just – you know, it, and it's a good advantage for us because we do like them. We understand that we know the state. And it's not just in Utah. Um, you know, a lot of places have those. But the number of three-sport athletes are kind of dwindling in the world, yeah. right? The baseball yeah. coach wants them all year round. The basketball coach wants them all year round. The football coach wants them all year round. But I like to, I like to see those kids – Especially the long, lanky ones, right? They're they're six three, they're six two, they're six four, and they're you know 190 pounds, 230 pounds, whatever they may be, because they've never lifted. You know, they go from football to basketball to track to back to football, and the cycle rolls through for four years. So um, we love those multi-sport kids, and they compete. You know, they play three sports because they want to compete. You know, and and that's something that you and a lot of staffs you've been associated with have had so much success with is identifying players, maybe not positions, but that kid's a player. Let's get him in here. Let's feed him and let's develop him and then see where he ends up. Because a lot of times what he played in high school isn't remotely close to what he ends up playing at the collegiate level. There's no doubt. And we're we're very prideful of that we are a developmental program. Um, And we want to develop them mentally and physically also. But uh, that's a big – when we get the guys in the weight room that work with them every day, it's important that they understand what a developmental program is because some strength coaches don't get that part of it they yeah. you know they come in tailor-made and you know whatever that's uh, that you can still fine-tune them but you're not going to sit there and you're not not starting from scratch but you're you know they're they're like a, a ball of clay you can really mold them and develop them and help them with their nutrition and where they're going how they're growing up and they're moving through time so uh, that is a big part of our program it'll always be a big part of our program and um, you know it's just it's Utah as far as the state is a great place to have that plan all right time for you to ask questions for coach if you got a question just raise your hand and uh, Ajay will run the mic out to you we'd love to hear from you if you've got a question or comment uh, for coach uh, we'll make you part of the program right here on the Gary Anderson Coaches Show as we uh, come to you live from Wingers all kinds of great specials great food down here at Wingers we'd love to hear from you first first question coach Coach, how's it going to feel having your first home game back on Saturday? Is this one special? It's funny you say that. I, I said that my wife Stacy when we were walking, and I said there's, there's this, the one thing left to go full cycle is to walk out of there into the, the stadium for a game, and it, it's, it's going to be an, uh, an awesome feeling. I, I don't know what it's going to feel like, but it's going to feel awesome. I know that much to walk in there, and I'm so excited to go into that stadium and, and you know, all the – 
the press box, the new jumbotrons, and all the stuff that comes with it, and that environment that is always there. Um, but it it is going to be it'll be a special moment for me. I promise you. It was funny you mentioned uh, when we talked to you on after the initial press conference. That was the first time you'd been up there. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I watched it. I came and watched Chase and play in a game, but uh, I didn't ever get down. I was uh, I was in the north end zone complex the whole time, so I was never down on the field. Yeah. Um, and the first time we do that is when we walk out there at five thirty on Friday night. So it's going to be special. Next question. Go ahead, uh, Coach. Do you teach all of your players to just go up to the opposing player and take the ball away from him <laughs> and run into the end zone? <laughs> Is that a coachable thing? Can we do more of that? Yeah, we, uh, we tried to incorporate that in our individual drills this week, but fortunately we had one kid that could actually do that. <laughs> so that was an amazing play. It was a, it was a, it was a zero blitz, and he blitzed the A-gap, beat his guy, and I looked and thought he was going to sack him. I'm like, I felt like it was tackling him really high, and the next thing I knew he was running the other way. I was like, wow. And then, of course, I saw the flag. So that was that was great. Uh, just, but uh, overall, just incredible individual <laughs> no, it's performance. It's an unbelievable play. You know, and you mentioned earlier in the week that's stuff you don't coach. No, that's that's no. that's just God given no, talent yeah, right there. He's yeah, he's 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 that he's got he's got that special it. Uh, any other questions? Feel free to let uh, let your voice be heard. Love to hear from you. Uh, Stony Brook is a team, and I'm sure. Uh, look, they're coming off a couple of NCAA tournament bids. Yes. Uh, they had a 10 win team a couple of years ago. Last year, a seven eight win team. Um, and I'm sure you these these kids watch a lot of Sports Center. They watch a lot of TV. They see Georgia State go in and beat Tennessee. Um, they they there's always these games that happen every year. Iowa State last week exactly. I mean, it just keeps going. It filters through. So you probably don't need to relay yeah. that message too much because these no. guys are aware of it. No, and then I, I really do. I believe they are, um, and they're going to respect their opponents. But then I, and like I said at the very beginning of the show, it's just so important that a team continues to force to grow their own momentum. It doesn't. There's not a secret song. It's not this. It's not that to get you ready to play. It's not an opponent that gets you ready to play. It's you that gets you ready to play and your team that gets you ready to play. It's a big part of it. Stony Brook, they know. They've understood it. They've watched the film. They're a playoff team. You know, they've done some good things, understand they're flying across the country. They're coming to our place. We expect to win. We expect to play very well, and we need to. Um, and that will be the expectations of this football game, and Stony Brook will expect nothing different. Interestingly enough, they have a lot of young men from the West Coast mm. on their football team. And so what you're going to see is – this is maybe the one time mom and dad ever get to see him play. Um, cousins, uncles, grandma, grandpa, friends, whatever it may be. So um, that, that's, that's, that's going to be an exciting time for these kids to walk in there. And those Stony Brook kids are going to walk into an unbelievable environment. They'll be ready to play. They've been in these type of games before. And, you know, they're a, a football team that, uh, that wins. But, again, it's this game is, is very important that we take care of us and we play in all three phases better than we did a week ago against a very, very good opponent. If we do that, then you start to gain momentum as a team and it snowballs on you as you continue to grow and you move together. Uh, it's a team that ran for nearly 250 yards last week. Are they primarily want to keep it on the ground? Uh, they like to run the football. Uh, they have a very athletic quarterback, which will be a challenge for us to keep him dual threat. Uh, in the, oh yeah, he's definitely a dual threat, and they like to you know he likes to pull the ball and run. Um, he throws a very nice deep ball. They had a ton of success last week throwing deep balls down the field to a couple of kids that have very, very good speed. So that'll be a challenge. They max protect with eight guys and basically three guys go out on routes and he chucks the ball up in the air. And, you know, they take shots, as people would say. Um, very good at that. But they, they, they are, were very effective of running the football with some backs that hit the holes hard and experienced offensive line. Yeah, I was noticing that wide receivers didn't have a ton of catches, but each one of them had about a 20-yard average yeah. per completion. Yeah, yeah, they had some big ones. They had a big one for a touchdown. 
touchdown, another big fade about down to the five-yard line. And um, so they, they, they completed some balls down the field. Uh, it, from your standpoint, there's always things to clean up. And I know people will say, well, it's a, you know, an F- FCS team. Uh, you should win. You should win fairly easily. But these are also opportunities for you to do a lot of work cleaning up some stuff that you want to – because the next game – I mean, you're right in it with San Diego State. Yep. No, it's uh, it, we don't really view this game any different than we viewed the Wake Forest game. The preparation is exactly the same. Our plan to prepare is the same. You know, you, you have to respect the process when you're in this thing. And it's it, any time we've, we've worked our tails off to continually build from January until now, we've never said, okay, this day we're going to do this, and this day we're going to do this, and today we're going to work hard, but tomorrow we're not. We've never said that. We're always yeah. working hard, whether it's the mental part of it, the physical part of it, understand you know tuesdays are a grind wednesdays are a grind thursday we start to bring you back friday you get yourself back saturday you play come back monday you learn um and that's again to me it doesn't matter who you're playing if you're a real competitor and you're a real battler every single time you take that field it's you're going to get your you can give it your best shot to yourself your school your teammates your family everybody that's involved and that's a, that's i want to see that step consistently as this team grows that's how programs are built and our ultimate goal is to have a consistent program year in and year out and if you're just this emotionally yeah. you're never going to gain that well and and too and you know i've talked to a lot of guys that have played this game that look there's not a lot of opportunity you only get 12 of these there's a year no maybe doubt. 13 no doubt and hopefully you 14 there you go yeah 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 that's that's uh, the biggest thing is the countdown you know crazy thing is is in, a, in about three weeks from now we'll be more than halfway over with our practices for the year wow. and we'll have three or four games done that's just the way it's just crazy how fast it goes and i think it's important to share that with those kids that right now they're guaranteed 11 more hours they're guaranteed 33 hours, three hours a game, maybe two more hours tapped on top of that with extra time. 35 hours that they're guaranteed together as a football team truly playing right now. That's that's pretty – if that doesn't put up your antennas, you got a problem. A uh, question rolling in here on Twitter. How much scoreboard watching do you do? Do you, you keep an eye on what's going on around the Mountain West Conference? Overall, the conference had a really good weekend. Um, yeah, I definitely watched – I watched the conference. Um, you know, I try to see as many of those games as I can. I've tried to sneak a peek at a few of those games last week to see, you know, just quickly as if I can fly through those films um, and watch them. Uh, it's, it was a very good week. In my opinion, it was a very good week. It started with Hawaii right out of the gate, and Hawaii had a big victory. Nevada had a big victory. Obviously, Boise, Boise's victory was extremely uh, impressive uh, for all reasons, for what they went through, where they went down there, the way they just wore out for, uh, Florida State. And they wore them out. Yeah. At the end of the day, they wore them out. There would have been another quarter, they'd have beat them by 40 points because Florida State was done. Um, so that was that was highly impressive. So it was a great a great week for the league, and then there were some other teams that battled and stayed close and didn't quite get it done. But uh, it looks like to me that you know the teams are in a good spot right now. We'll see what the, the – future holds with a friday game do you give your guys an extra day how do, how do you work that as far as that goes yeah we uh so we what we did is we came back we gave them actually saturday and sunday off uh staff came in and worked on sunday and then the kids are in at seven o'clock for film review monday morning for the tape and then we just move through our normal week from there so as a coach that and and this is kind of on the personal level but as a coach that has been a coach you know either as assistant or a coordinator as a head coach with a family how do you how, how do you work with your your other coaches on staff to make sure that they're 
living as much of a balanced life as they could. Yeah, well, you know, football's changed. It's not the old days of splicing film or the old days of having the VCA t- VCR tapes and putting them in and back and forth. And it used to – you're saving hours every single day just because of the computer. Yeah. And the way it's locked up and the way we can gather information, the way we recruit, we're not putting in a DVD to watch a kid on tape. And we can find things like that on the computer. So uh, I've definitely adjusted to let kids understand – excuse me, the coaches understand that you need to get home. Yeah. Um, and it's important for me to make sure that those wives know because sometimes, you know, I'll be the bad guy if I don't say that. I go, yeah, Coach A made a state tonight, but no, I didn't. No, I'll make those phone calls to make sure. But, yeah, we'll put in the work. On Mondays, we're going to work like crazy. Sundays, we're going to work like crazy. Tuesdays, we'll start backing off for those coaches to get home and hopefully spend some time. Wednesdays, a little bit after practice, they go home. Tonight, our coaches are home. Thursday night, they go home. Friday, they'll come in tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, hopefully, if they have kids, take their kids to school. Uh, so it is an important thing for us to be um, – you know, give have some freshness to it, and quite honestly, I think you know, I my opinion, most staffs in the country have adjusted to that in a very positive way for families. It's still a grind. Yeah. The hardest part is is the recruiting process from February to March to April to May to June because you know we've made our lives completely miserable there now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll take a final break. Come back, get coach's final thoughts on uh, upcoming game against Stony Brook, uh, and some other thoughts about uh, the overall state of the team. We'll do that next, right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. All right, final segment of the show. This is the Utah State Coaches Show with Gary Anderson. We're live here at Wingers. Uh, another question rolling in here real quick, and uh, we haven't had a chance to address this. And I know Dominique Everly wasn't needed outside of extra points, but uh, Aaron Dalton, who we haven't seen in, uh, in in over a year after he missing last year, overall, what were your thoughts on your special teams and your evaluation of that crew? It was good. Um, you know, I thought they uh, they executed pretty well, and you know, we expect those kids to, and they're going to be given those opportunities as we continue to move forward. So, um, you know, that, that whole unit of specialists, I thought they, you know, battled and, and did the things that they needed to do, and um, it's going to become very apparent in certain games where they're going to go win it for us, and I think that's going to take place. You can certainly tell that uh, Savon Scarver has gotten the attention of a lot of kickoff teams mm-hmm. out there and where they're trying to position the ball on kickoffs. Yeah, they uh, – you better be careful. And, and hopefully we can create an environment where if they can't kick it out and they kick it to the other side that we can still make it miserable over there also. Because I think we have some special kids that can also return. This, this team has tremendous skill set on the offensive side of the football. I mean, it's uh, got a, obviously a tremendous quarterback, but Savon, what he did in the return game and how he's grown and developed as a wide receiver, and then obviously those wide receivers as a core, now the running backs with the addition of Jalen and what he did. Uh, but it's great to see Savon have the success that he's had, and he's a weapon. Um, but they better be careful because the guy next to him I think is pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. You know, and, and the other thing that was really impressive to me is, and maybe you can en- enlighten me a little bit, but Jordan Nathan leaves the game after he tries to crowd surf, you know, an extra 10 yards. And uh, and so he goes over to the sideline, and then Devin Tompkins comes in, and it's touchdown on the next play. I mean, I imagine Jordan probably stays in the game if if he doesn't get banged up. But you go, we talk about next guy up. He comes in the game, and then, boom, he scores yeah. on the next play. Yeah, he's, uh, he's very talented. And that's just another one of the – 
talent. It's this is a very talented offense, and it's not just one and two at the receiver spot. It's one, two, three. Um, you know, Compton's right there at the slot, so he's the yeah. next guy up in that situation. So I mean, you're, you're sitting here with a really, really a nice deal for Jordan, and you know they're going to be here for uh, years to come, also. So I mean. That being stated, I think Jordan Love would be crazy to ever think about going to the NFL, right? Yeah, no doubt. I think, insane. you know, hang you think out for that? another year. Yeah, It'd be exactly. fine. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> Who needs that money? <laughs> what are you thinking about? <laughs> uh, keys to the game. What do you got to do against Stony Brook? Turnovers, win that battle, um, hit our goal on defense and third downs, and hit our goal on offense on third downs. If we do that – we should win the football game. Um, there's a lot of other things that you want to look at that we hit during the week. We need to tackle better, those little things that come with it. But if you just say if we do those two things, win third downs, win the turnover battle, we'll be in a good spot. And good football teams do that. All right, game coming up on Saturday. We'd love to see you out there. There are a few tickets available, so make sure you get there. Stripe the stadium, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. Coach, good luck coming up on Saturday. We'll talk to you uh, before the game. Can't wait to uh, get into that stadium. Hey. I bet. Yeah, this is a, this is a good environment tonight, right? I know, good crowd. It's freaking awesome. That's I think what they say in the commercial, right? <laughs> yeah, go Aggies. Freaking awesome. You know Scott wrote that line. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, we'll be back here not next week, but two weeks from now as Utah State will have a bye next week. So get down here, uh, enjoy the food, enjoy all the great opportunities here at Wingers. We'd love to see you back here in a couple weeks. For Coach Gary Anderson, I'm Scott Gerard. Big thanks to David Woodward and Jalen Warren for hanging out with us as well. That's another edition of the Gary Anderson Coaching Show on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. On the Aggie Sports Network, this has been the Aggie Coaches Show with Coach Gary Anderson. Brought to you by Ford. Go further. Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Wingers. They're freaking amazing. And by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Driven by you. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.